Welcome to the Heads Together podcast. I'm your host, Jill Moats, and I am, as always, thrilled that you are joining me again this week. We are, as I record this, in December. Oh, I'm actually super organised this year. In fact, I had almost all my presents bought, wrapped, and under my one of my six Christmas trees. Yeah, it's a whole thing now in the uh, Mokes Jeffries household. Oh, tree upon tree upon tree, successive. And the presents are all wrapped and under said trees um, so that I can really enjoy December because I love Christmas so much. So I love to spend the whole month of December actually enjoying all the festivities. So the good thing is that I'm ahead of the game now. I haven't got to do much present purchasing and wrapping and things. I can instead enjoy all the uh, mulled wine and carols and Christmas movies. Oh, if anyone hasn't seen it yet, I watched Jeannie the other day with, um, oh God, what's her name? Melissa McCarthy. Hilarious. Really good, fun-filled Christmas movie if you're looking for one of those. Anyway, back to the work front. This type of year is, of course, full on planning season. So whether it's working with my clients on planning what 2024 is going to bring for them, or whether it's working on my own business, really everything at this time of year feels like we're a little bit unfocused on the now and laser focused on next year. I think it's something we just need to be mindful of. You know, there are still a few weeks left in this year and every week in the year is important to us as business owners. Just something to think about, but absolutely natural that you are going to be turning your mind now to next year, what you want to achieve next year, setting goals. What's going to be different? How are you going to show up differently next year in your business? Planning is so important to me inside my business. It's something I really take seriously every year because it's how I get done, the amount I get done. Week on week, month on month, year on year. Let's dive into the episode and I'm going to share with you more. Welcome, welcome to the Heads Together podcast. I'm Jill Mokes and I am obsessed with cutting through the noise when it comes to growing your business. Each week via intimate coaching conversations and inspirational stories, I share what it really takes to get the results you want in a way that feels right to you. I am all about attracting higher ticket opportunities, building authentic relationships and creating the abundant full fat version of your dream business. I mean, how many of us have beavered away creating a light version of what we really want? The thing is, I honestly believe when you're outstanding at what you do, there is no limit to what you can achieve. So, are you ready to put our heads together and make it happen? Let's go. Okay, so... When I'm beginning my planning process, I start by just reflecting back over this last year. 
And I go back and look at the planning I did last year. I go back and look at what my goals were for last year. What had I planned to focus on? What had I planned to bring to life? What were my content pillars and goal and um, buckets last year? What are my offers last year? What did I plan to launch over the last year? So that's what I start with. And so this year I've been looking back. I'm going to start with, there's a couple of negatives and a couple of positives, which is just completely normal. This is completely normal. So one of my goals was to have my book finished, completely written and edited by the end of this year. That has not happened. It hasn't happened for a number of reasons. And I can share with you what happened with the book. I, it wasn't that I got distracted, but what I didn't do was I didn't put in enough micro planning around the time that I was going to devote to actually writing the book. I allowed plenty of time for planning the book, the outline, etc. I didn't allow enough time for actually getting my head down and writing. So that's something I've noted about last year. Also, my group program really should, by the end of this year, have been completely ready to go. It isn't, so it's definitely not launching on the 1st of January. It's going to be launched a bit later, so obviously that will I will take into account when I'm planning for this year. So those two goals definitely did not get hit. Two that did get hit, though, and these are were actually bigger priorities for me. So it's no surprise to me that I did hit these goals. One was for this podcast. Obviously, we hit our birthday. So that was a full year of podcasting. I think we hit that in May, June time. Um, so that was one of the goals for this year was to keep it going and, and to keep sustainable, build in a really solid system and workflow behind the production of the podcast, which we've done. And we are on target in terms of our downloads, in terms of the, the reason I created the podcast. Everything around that is absolutely on track and I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud of this podcast. I cannot tell you, honestly. You know, for those of you who hear me saying you really need your own original content platform, please hear me when I say this. It is just so fulfilling to have a body of work that's yours that you can go back and share and and that is still attracting you know some of my early episodes on this podcast still attract quite high download numbers each month so new eyes are coming onto the podcast every month and i have lead generation strategies that take them from listening to this podcast onto my email list and then I'm nurturing them, inviting them to people to book calls with me, inviting people into other work that I'm doing, the retreats, etc. So it really works. Having your own contact pl- content platform really works. And I have exciting news about that to come in, as part of this planning pl- process as well. So I'll um, put a uh, pin in that for the moment, but I will come back to it. The other goal for this year was the retreat. So the retreat that we held, the unapologetic retreat that we held in Portugal in October was an incredible success. It was a really, it was a life and business changing retreat for our guests 
and for us as the hosts. It was just an incredible experience. That for me was, it was everything that I hoped it would be when I set my goals for this year. So that was a great big fat tick. So looking back over the year, like I say, there's some been, been some hits and some misses. And I would always expect that. And one thing I do once I've looked back is I decide what I'm carrying forward from last year. So before I start thinking about my goals for this year, I'm already looking at last year and thinking, okay, so the ones I didn't hit were my book. Well, that's definitely moving forward as a goal into this year because I'm writing the book. It's in progress. The coaching program, it's outlined, it's almost ready, it's um, in production phase, if you like. So I'm recording some content, putting together some extra resources for that coaching program. So that's definitely coming forward as well. In terms of uh, the podcast and the retreats, although I hit those goals, I will still have goals attached to those because I will have goals that are aligned with each of my offers. There would certainly be goals attached to those as well. Okay, so that's where we start. We start by reflecting back over last year, over the last 12 months and looking at what's gone well, what hasn't gone well. What goals did we hit? What goals did we miss? Are we comfortable with the reason that we hit or didn't hit a goal? That's really important. I absolutely understand why I didn't hit the two goals that I didn't hit. It's because I devote, I devoted more time to other things. I didn't prioritize them because I had what I considered to be greater priorities and I didn't allow enough time. So that I'm learning from. My book, it's too easy to say, oh yeah, and then I'll write, you know, a thousand words a day. Yeah. I don't allow myself enough time to write a thousand words on the book every day. So this time when I'm looking at it, I'll be adjusting that goal. That will look different. Another thing I do, or the next thing I do really, is I start thinking about, and this is a really corporate term. So you might have heard of it, might not, probably have a SWOT analysis, very corporate. It just means looking at four quadrants uh, or looking at your business through four different lenses, if you like. And those are strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. There's a really good reason I like to do this. It's because it really helps you get very clear at what your sweet spots are in terms of what are the strengths of your business. And that's going to really help you if you are struggling to understand who your target market should be. If you feel that that's not quite right, really looking inward at the strengths you have that are special, that are unique to you, that's going to really help you. Quite clearly, weaknesses. If you're looking at the weaknesses within your business, that's going to help you. Perhaps you're going to want to set some goals around improving um, the way you do certain things in certain areas of the business, right? So, for example, for me, going back to that, the not setting the time for the book, I know one of my weaknesses which sometimes is a strength. So this makes it even more complicated. But one of my weaknesses is trying to do too much. 
So I will spread myself really thin and then I don't get the result I want because I've tried to do too many things at the same time. So that can be a weakness. It does mean that I do get a hell of a lot done in the course of a week. But in terms of hitting um, goals and in terms of time management, sometimes that can affect it by trying to do too much. The O of SWOT is the opportunities. So this is a great lens to look at your business through when you're planning next year. What are the opportunities for me for next year? And this is where you just kind of take a step back from the weeds of working and client work and um, marketing work and all of the stuff that you are probably spending most of your time doing. You take a step back and think, what are the slightly wider or peripheral opportunities for me next year? What are the relationships that I've made and nurtured this year that could turn into an opportunity for next year? This is a a time for really capitalizing on relationships. Because hopefully, if you are, you know, doing that searchlight marketing piece that we talked about, not just the lighthouse marketing, but where you take your searchlight and you really go into your network and and widen your network and start um, absolutely building and nurturing new relationships week on week. This planning at the end of the year is time to capitalize on that and think, who are the people that I want to really explore opportunities with? Are there opportunities for collaboration? Are there opportunities to become referral partners with someone? Is there an opportunity to appear on someone's YouTube show? Is there, is there someone like that that you've got an eye on that you think, hmm, that could be interesting? Are you going to perhaps look into appearing on more podcasts? Is that an opportunity for you this year? Perhaps you've done some personal development over the last year and that now sits as an opportunity. Maybe you've been developing yourself as a public speaker. So does that mean that perhaps in 2024, the opportunities for actually giving a signature speech, a keynote speech are there for you? Okay, right. What might that look like? And then threats are what's things like what has changed in the industry that you're in? Has anything changed that could be a threat to the way you do business? So certainly I would imagine all of the writers among us are thinking, you know, how will we be affected by AI? Is that a threat to us? How could we turn it into an opportunity, right? Is there maybe an opportunity there? So we're first looking at it through the lens of threat, but actually is there a way we can shift that paradigm and change it into an opportunity? And sometimes threats are just simply threats. They just are. And actually it's, it's a case of not burying your head in the sand. If there's a threat to your business, you need to know about it and you need to be intentional about taking action to protect the, yourself and the future of your business from that threat. When it comes to building a business, I harp on about honesty and transparency and authenticity all the time. Part of that honesty has to be with yourself. It's no good sticking your head in the sand. People do this a lot with numbers. You know, they don't want to look at the exact numbers. They don't really want to know if their business is actually 
actually profitable because they know they've had a good amount of revenue come in. So they definitely don't want to ruin that high by looking at their expenses and realising, you know, that they're just about breaking even. But actually, building a business with abundance and with limitless ambition involves being really honest with yourself and looking everything in the eye, taking absolutely aligned action against what is true within your business. So those four different lenses, the strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities, the threats, this is that end of year time to really look at your business, honestly, open eyes and just take a look at what the landscape looks like for your business as you move into next year and make notes around what comes up for you as you look at each of those quadrants. Divide a sheet of paper into four, ideally, and start listing your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities and your threats. And, you know, from that, you're going to work those things into your plan for next year, into your goals, into your business planning for next year. Okay. So the next thing I do is I look at what my lifestyle, financial and reputational goals are going to be for 2024. This is really top level goals. These are your big three. And lifestyle goals are things like, you know, my goal is that I'm working three days a week with clients, two days a week I keep completely for working on my business or even not working at all, if that's what I want, you know. So lifestyle goals are what that's going to look like. Your financial goals are really your top level revenue goals. So that's, that's the big one is the top level revenue goal. Now we do when we go into looking at goals around our offers and that kind of thing, we want to break that down into revenue against each different income stream. And we also want to understand how profitable each income stream is. And this is really important because let's say, for example, you have a smaller amount of money coming in against a revenue stream where really there are no actual expenses to running it, maybe just your calendar booker because it's one-to-one coaching or something like that. You know, the, the, other than your time and, and what it costs to be able to schedule a call with your client, there really aren't that many overheads versus perhaps delivering um, a retreat, for example, where there are, you know, huge overheads and expenses to uh, putting off a retreat. So therefore, the profit won't necessarily be as healthy Again, honesty, you've got to look all of those things in the eye and make sure you understand that because that is how you will review your pricing for 2024. And it's how you'll review your offers. Because once I understand what my big three goals are, then I really start looking at my offers. I look at my offers as an offer suite. So, when I think about my ideal clients, I think about their whole journey from starting out to the closing of their career or their business. And I really would love to have an offer that supports them at every step of that way. And what that means is that I still have kind of one type of ideal client but actually my offers are different because they're meeting them at different places in their journey. 
So for me, I won't ever stop doing my one-to-one work with my with my private clients. I absolutely love that. But of course, there is only one of me. I can only coach so many people on that basis. So I think, you know, a more leveraged, probably um, group program or um, a kind of a hybrid coaching program is is really more appropriate now for new clients next year. So what's that going to look like? That needs to be completely mapped out with pricing and it needs to be the exact right offer for those clients. Retreats. What what are the retreats going to look like for next year? Is it one retreat? Is it two retreats? You know, so this is when I do lots of work on my actual offers and really get very clear. It doesn't mean I finalize to the tiniest detail the offer, but I do have a completely clear picture in my business plan of each offer within my business and how the revenue that I'm going to attribute to each of those offers adds up to equal my, my financial goal for next year. So you can see, you know how I always say you set your big goal, then you're working back from that. So if you've got a goal to hit, I don't know, 250,000 pounds, then you need to work back from that and understand how that money is coming in. This is part of money mindset. Let's stop being afraid to actually look at the numbers, write the numbers down, apportion the numbers by revenue stream. Expect the money plan for the money. That really is part of the money mindset um, shift that that I help with with my um, Fix Your Money Mindset uh, workbook, which you can download if you go to jillmokes.com. I'm looking at my offer suite and I'm looking and thinking, okay, so what's missing? Am I missing a stage in my client's life cycle where I'm not supporting them. I don't have an offer for them. Maybe I have a, uh, you you know, you might have a low ticket offer and you might have a very high ticket one-on-one offer. So are you missing an offer in the middle there somewhere? Is there something you could create for those people who are really beyond that, that low ticket entry level offer, but not quite ready for your high ticket offer? What might that look like? This is the time of year for planning all of that. Which offers might be redundant now? You know, have a look at your offers and think, is there anything here that simply doesn't sell? Maybe I've missed the mark. Maybe this isn't exactly what I thought my clients wanted. Perhaps I got that wrong and that's okay. We just, then you discontinue that and you do more work. You go back to who your ideal clients are and you go back to talking to those ideal clients and finding out what it is they really want. This is where absolute, like, radical transparency is your friend here. Because going back and going to clients and say, hey, listen, I thought that one thing that we really welcomed by my clients like you is X. But now I'm wondering if that wasn't quite right. Can you help me? Can you help me get a better, clearer idea of what was missing or what you would have preferred? And having those kind of open, honest conversations is phenomenal for building an offer that is actually going to sell. You know, I can't say it too often that 
that really speaking with your ideal clients, there's nothing that comes as close to that in terms of market research, in terms of getting, getting your offers exactly spot on. So once I understand what my offer suite looks like. So for me for next year, it's one-to-one coaching, it's retreats. So I'm coming down my offer pyramid now. So if you imagine the top of my pyramid is my one-to-one coaching a consulting offer. Underneath that is unapologetic retreats. Underneath that is where my gap has been. So that's where my group coaching program will be, which is around playing big. It's around, as you would expect, it's around, you know, bringing that full fat version of your business to life. It's about confidence. It's about courage. It's about doing things your way. It's about standing out. So all of the things that you hear me talk about on this podcast is really going to be picked up in that group coaching program. It's all of the things that I've learned from my private clients in terms of what they need the most support with to become visible, to become thought leaders in their industry, to really elevate their businesses. So yeah, the wonderful thing is that my clients in my group coaching program going to be benefiting from the wisdom of my clients in uh, my private clients. Um, so, which is just wonderful. I also, of course, have my Rise Together Mastermind, which is now a private mastermind just for my private clients, for my one-to-one clients. So really, I should have mentioned that at the top of the pyramid as well. Um, so yeah, so then we'll have the coaching program mid-tier. Rewild Your Business, which is my virtual online retreat, comes nearer the bottom of the pyramid, which is just being finished off for launch at the beginning of the year. So that one's a lower ticket offer. And that's kind of, I see that one as like a tree branch that sticks out the side, really. Cause I, I think it's something I, I created the Rewild Your Business solo virtual retreat really because it was something I wish I'd had. It's perfect for times like this for planning where you're just going to take yourself away and do some really solid work on your own in the quiet without input, without anyone's kind of validation, just relying on your own intuition. Um, I really highly recommend that that is the way you look at your planning for next year, because it's, it's deep thinking time when you're doing this. It's time to really look at what you love doing and what you don't love doing and what's right. What's the right next step for you and your business? So once I've got that offer pyramid, really clear in my mind. The next thing that I do is I look at planning out any kind of launch dates or milestone dates. So if we're introducing a new offer, then definitely we're going to have a launch date put in and then work back some milestone dates uh, towards that. So that's this is real kind of getting down now into the more detailed planning. So ideally, you want a big whiteboard or a big sheet of paper and divide it into 12 months so that you can start mapping on those 12 months. What are the big dates that you want to be hitting to bring this full fat version of your business to life or full fat version of your year at least. And you can start really mapping out 
where the launch dates go, where certain marketing campaigns start and finish. It might be that you're looking at content at a very high level at this stage as well for the year. So what I love to do with a lot of my clients is to think about content themes for the year. So we'll look at their content buckets, which you've heard me talk about before, which is where you have probably three to five different topics that you tend to talk about all the time in your content marketing. And we'll look at those and perhaps pick 12 themes, one for each month or certainly one for each quarter, one for each season maybe. So again, we're mapping out those different things. And by capturing all of this on one page or one whiteboard, you really get a very comfortable and kind of reassuring view um, of how the big picture is going to fit together across the year. Okay. Obviously, all I'm sharing in the length of a podcast episode, I can only really give you a very high level of this. This is quite detailed work that we do, but it is the work that makes sure that the important things are focused on. So for me this year, it was the podcast and it was the retreat. Those were my two top goals for this year. And I hit those. And that's what I want for you. If you're listening, I want you to be very clear about what your priorities are for 2024 and make a decision that those things are going to happen. It's a choice. I really, really want you to hear that because it is a choice. We choose whether to be successful or not. And that's something I will talk about in a future episode because I think it's really important piece of coaching around that to understand that. So I just want to also let you know of something else I do in my business that you might like to think about. There are three other things I fill in on my 12 month sheet of paper or whiteboard. And those are, I give myself one, uh, for each. So I do three a year. So it's, so for four months is one of these projects. So there are three four month projects each year. And those are one passion project. So that might be something that you're just interested in. It might not even be that work related, but it's just something that's really piqued your interest and you want to give some time to. So there'll be something in that category that I will look at probably penciling in somewhere across the year. There'll be one dull but necessary. So this will tend to be something that I've been putting off, but I know that it's really something that I should give more thought to in my business. So for me, for 2024, the one that I've penciled in is SEO. Now, I'm not that interested in SEO. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really not. But it is something that I feel I should know more about. As someone who talks a lot about content marketing and having your original content platforms and all of that kind of thing, I feel like SEO is something that I really need to develop my knowledge around. So it, to me, that's quite dull, but it's what I think is quite necessary for me. So I'll have one of those kind of projects each year. And the third one is a philanthropic project. So this is my kind of giving back project. So that might be something like it could be supporting a charity, 
So in a way that that's quite an easy option to financially donate and, and help that way. But it might actually be getting involved a little bit more with something. And I don't know what that's going to be yet for next year. So I'll probably do a podcast episode about that when I know a bit more about what I choose to make my philanthropic project for next year. So there's a lot that gets thought about at this time of year, but really this is it's just a chance to look back at the year that's coming to an end, learn from what did and didn't work, understand what you're taking forward and what you're letting go of, deciding what your priorities are for next year and what goals you're going to hit, reviewing your offers and filling in gaps or letting go of anything that no longer serves your clients. And then it's about planning out what the marketing or the strategy looks like to support those offers. And using this very holistic way of looking at it all on this one sheet of paper, and don't get too much in the weeds of, you know, we're not talking about, you haven't got to map out every single post that you're going to post on social media or every single podcast episode you're going to create. This is much more about themes. It's about campaigns and how the big picture all fits together. Okay. I hope that's been helpful. I am really conscious that there's only so much I can do in a podcast episode. So if this is something you'd like some more support with, go to the show notes, jillmokes.com forward slash book. And let's jump on a call and have a talk through where you are at the moment, what your thoughts are for 2024. And we'll see if we can get you a little bit clearer around um, what you want next year to look like in your business. Okay, I'll pop that link in the show notes. The other thing that you might want to grab, and I will put a link in the show notes for this as well. And that is my vision and goal setting bundle. So this is a really handy for getting clear on your goals for next year and working back from the vision you have for your business. So if you go to jillmokes.com forward slash vision hyphen and hyphen goal hyphen setting, I deliberately chose that because it rolls off the tongue so easily. Isn't that just so clever? (laughs) Yeah, if you head to that, that will give you really good template to work through those goals. And it will just give you some prompts to help you start thinking about what the goals are going to look like for you in 2024. Okay, well, have a fantastic week. And I will... Oh, well, I don't know if you'll hear me because when this goes out, I think it's about a week before Christmas. So... Oh, that means the next episode I record will be going out Christmas Day. Oh, I'll have to have a bit of fun with that one. Yeah, that'll see who's the dedicated listeners. I want to know, I might leave some kind of like, um, I might give some kind of secret code word or something on the um, Christmas Day episode to see who's listening in. <laughs> anyway, have a fab, fab week and I will see you here again uh next week if you are uh, full up with Christmas dinner and fancy just tuning in. And if not, 
tune in whenever you, whenever you feel like it. Don't really expect you to listen to me on Christmas Day. I won't be listening to me on Christmas Day, trust me. <laughs> Have a good one and enjoy your Christmas. Merry Christmas to you all. Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that getting our heads together this week has filled your mind with what's possible. If you love the show, would you do me a massive favour, please? Would you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts? It would really help you put more heads together, reach more ears and expand more minds. Until next week, bye for now. Bye for now.